morning, viewers. Good morning, listeners. Welcome to the Beulah Bible broadcast, 1035 AM, brought to you by WBSA and Boaz. I want to welcome uh, all of you this morning and uh, just to say good morning. And I hope you're ready to, to dive into the Bible this morning to see what God has for us today. And uh, good morning, Brother Tony. How are you? I'm I'm great, Jason. Uh, and uh, we had a great uh Great day yesterday. We always say that, but we really when did. you gather to worship the Lord, it's always a great yeah, absolutely. day. Absolutely. But we had a, uh, you know, oh, ye of little faith or oh, me of little faith. Here we are, the holiday weekend. I'm expecting low numbers, and and we did have a slimmer numbers for the contemporary service. A lot of our younger yeah. families are, you know, gone on to the vacation, beach on vacation. Uh, but we had a, a tremendous turnout for the traditional service and a lot of young families in that service uh, yesterday. Oh, yeah. In fact, we kind of, right, we just had a, a really, really exceptional turnout for the traditional service. So sometimes you never know which way it's going to go. And we praise God for that. We're able to reach folks who love the traditional mm -hmm. style of worship and reach folks who love the more contemporary style of worship. But the word's the same. The message's the same. Oh, yeah. the Jesus is the same. And and we're growing. We're, we're seeing new folks added to the church, and we praise God for that. As a matter of fact, I, I'll give you a little sneak peek. Today, the Bible study, as we're on the doctrine of the church, we're going to be talking about the controversy of music. Oh, yes. What does the Bible say about music and a, what's the doctrine of music? What's the doctrine of singing and and worship from Scripture? So a lot of different doctrines in our in churches, and sort Very certainly true. some differences of opinion. So we'll get into that in a few minutes. But anyway, uh, uh, some announcements. Uh, the office at the church will be closed tomorrow due to the holiday, and we hope everybody has a safe and uh, happy Independence Day celebrating the birth of our nation, and as I shared in the sermon yesterday, I hope we remember our uh, godly Christian heritage. Um, we'll be back in the office on Wednesday, though, and Wednesday night we will have adult Bible study, but there will be no family ministries. There's not going to be uh, our Trail Life Troop for Boys, our uh, American Heritage Girls Troop, Cubby Bears, the youth. None of those will meet in the Family Life Center. They've got the week off. Uh, due to a lot of people on vacation, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But we are going to have a Bible study on Wednesday night, and it's preparatory as we're getting ready to go to the Biblical Times Theater and museums there in Pigeon Forge. One of the museums that we're going to be going to with the group is the museum, uh, the Shroud of Turin. You ever heard of the Shroud of oh, Turin? Yeah. Uh, so we're going to be doing a Bible study on the resurrection and the Shroud of Turin, is it, uh, is it valid? Is it real? Is it a hoax? What is it? Uh, a lot of times you hear about it. Let's, uh, let's talk about it. Let's, let's dig into the scripture about the Shroud. Is it biblical? And uh, could it be? So uh, you come Wednesday night, and we'll, we'll begin a Bible study. Then we will, I think it's the 12th, we'll have another Bible study on the resurrection and on the Shroud of Turin before we uh, take that trip. I think we got 35 going on that trip. So that's, uh, yeah, that's a good crowd. That's awesome. That is awesome. So uh, we want everybody to have a safe and, and great week. And I know that a lot of folks are traveling. And we're going to be praying for, for traveling mercies. Um, any other announcements? Anything that we? Uh, no. If Well, no. 
Okay, Not let's think of. let's dive into our prayer time. We want to pray for your needs. We know there are many of you that are uh, listening today that are. Uh, going through struggles, trials, and tribulations. And let me say, I appreciate you regular listeners. We say this every week, but we hear uh, good comments uh, almost on a weekly basis of how much people appreciate our program. And we do appreciate you uh, and uh, tuning in every week. And if you're a new listener, we're glad you've chosen to join us today. And we hope you hang with us through into the Bible study. And uh, if you want to know more about our church and the things going on at Beulah, go to www.beulahbaptistboaz.com. That's B-E-U-L-A-H-B-A-P-T-I-S-T-B-O-A-Z.com. You go to our website, you'll find out all the things that are going on at Beulah. You can also link to our Facebook pages. We have several pages. We had a Trail Life page for our boys, American Heritage page for our girls. We got our regular church page where you'll find our worship services and also our YouTube channel where you will find our worship services. And we encourage you to worship with us online, especially when you're traveling. That's a great way to stay connected while you're on vacation yeah. is to worship online with us. And we had some folks worshiping online this week from, uh, um, the Smokies, but, yeah. uh, which is awesome, you know, that we're able to provide mm-hmm. that. But one thing we always say, the best way to experience uh, worship uh, at Beulah is live and in person, live in person. Uh, come be with us. Our uh, contemporary service is nine o'clock every Sunday morning, 10 o'clock Sunday school. And then for 11 o'clock. Uh, 11 o'clock is our traditional worship, and we would encourage you to come and be with us. And I didn't mention it, but the Bible study this Wednesday night, 6 o'clock, and there is no meals as we're going through the summer. Uh, Wednesday night supper will uh, restart uh, first Wednesday night in September. First Wednesday night in September, yeah. yeah. So, about, speaking of Wednesdays, last Wednesday when I went to get Brittany's car serviced, I was there, and the lady said she saw my shirt, and she said, Hey, I listened to y'all's radio show. What about that? See? Yeah, and she didn't know who I was, but she she quickly she was just like, "Wait a minute, your voice sounds from." I said, "Yeah, yeah that's." I said, "I'm." I, I, she knew you. She goes first Baptist Geraldine, but okay. she uh, she cool. knew you, and 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 uh, she said, uh, "And your but your voice sounds." I said, "Yeah, I'm I'm on there with him and." Yeah, so he does most of the talking. I about just kind of run all the. <laughs> you run it, but couldn't do it without you, Jason. Appreciate you. <laughs> Okay, well let's uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer, and I ask you just to to pause there, whatever you're doing, and and join us as we uh, pray for the needs of our community and and our country. We want to do that today, yeah. uh, being uh, the time of year that it is. Let's pray, Father in heaven. We thank you for the privilege of prayer. We thank you for the power of prayer, and we thank you that we can join our hearts together, even over the airways and the internet, to pray together. Uh, to unite our hearts for the needs of our our country, Lord, and we are burdened for our nation, our great nation, Lord. We still uh, thank you that you birthed this nation, that we were born a Christian nation, and we have drifted so far from that. And we pray for our nation's leaders that they would seek wisdom and guidance from you. We pray, Lord, for revival uh, to break out throughout our nation. But Lord, we know revival must begin in the house of the Lord, in your house, in your family, in your church, and in us as individuals. May revival begin in me, in Tony, and we pray that it would spread throughout the church and throughout uh, the churches and then throughout the country uh, that we would see uh, a mighty revival in this nation turn back to you. We pray, Lord, for all of our listeners and those joining us online that you would grant grace to them in their hour of need. We know there are many needs out there, health needs, financial needs, uh, 
times of grief and sorrow, family struggles. You know all about the circumstances. You are all-knowing and all-powerful, and we just pray you would grant their needs according to your good grace and your good will. We pray for the missionaries all over the world, especially for Kim Pate, Joe Lutaya, and Jeff and Sandy Rowe, who we just recently heard from, and we uh, pray for a success. We pray for souls for their labor and and churches to be planted strong and thriving, that uh, salt and light would go out through these missionaries. And we pray, Lord, that we would be mindful that we are your missionaries where you have strategically planted us. And we thank you again for the service yesterday and and, and how you blessed and, and the great turnout and the uh, the wonderful time we had together in worship, and we look forward to when we're gathered back together. Uh, Lord, we pray for those that are traveling. We pray for traveling mercies, that you would protect them on the busy highways. And, and Lord, we uh, again just uh, uh, look forward to uh, uh, what you have for us and, and the plans that you have for us. And we pray, Lord, that we would be faithful. Uh, thank you for the privilege you've given us to be a part of your holy work. And we pray, Lord, that we would uh, submit ourselves each and every day to your will. We love you and we praise you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Well, I brought my hymn book. Mm -hmm. Somewhat of a, well, not somewhat. It is a controversial subject. For you get the somewhat. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The worship wars, as it's often called. Uh, You know, the church has had worship wars a long time. Very, very long time. Long time. We think it's just happened recently, but but uh uh when when you study the history of music and and as as most of you know, I started out as a minister of music when when I was in high school I played in the band and, and I led worship at at my home church when I was sixteen years old. So I, I went to uh, singing schools and learned how to beat time and read music and 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 just loved it that was where the lord had called me and placed me and and um enthusiastic about it and, and thought that was where i would remain i was really shocked when god pricked my heart and said i want you to preach and pastor i said you must be speaking to the wrong person because let me tell you something <laughs> god never speaks to the wrong person and so we we wrestled about that kind of like jacob wrestled uh, with the angel of the lord but um uh he went out and i became a, a preacher and a pastor but i've not uh stopped singing i've i break out in song from time to time and i think i did sunday as i was singing come thou fount of every blessing yeah. that old hymn classic yeah. uh here i raise my ebenezer and that was what i was preaching on yesterday the raising of an ebenezer but I love music. I love singing, and I studied music at Sneed, and and um, uh, so this is this is a passion to me, and I know it's a passion to my brother Jason. He is a gifted singer, and uh, you studied music at Sneed, singing the it's college street singers, right? Yeah. So he was. So we have something in common there. A few years difference, but uh, just a few, just a few. Uh, but uh, but both of us uh, love uh, Sneed College and uh, the, what the Lord. Uh, blessed us with as we studied music out there. But today, we're going to talk about the doctrine of the church concerning worship. 
And, and let me just go ahead and say this, and, and Jason's big on this. Worship is not just on Sundays. It's 24-7. And we right. need an attitude of worship every day. And that's the, that's a supplement to this. If you truly want to get into some good worship on Sunday, you need to be worshiping uh, the six days prior, you know. Right. But there is something special and unique and wonderful about the collective corporate body of Christ gathering together to sing uh, praise to God and worship him in song, in testimony, um, and, and in the word, and, and in, in the word. Um, but what does the Bible have to say about that? What does, uh, what does the Bible have to say? about? And we're going to get into this, not so much today. We're, today we're going to talk about the differences of songs, but... Um, there have been, like I said, debates in worship. First of all, there were there were churches that no music whatsoever. Right. Don't like music. We don't want music. We're not interested in music. We're just interested in the word. Music is for another place. It's not for, for church. So we're not gonna allow music in the church at all. Um and hymn writing, and I'm talking hymn writing of the uh Fifteenth, uh, sixteenth century old hymn writing mm-hmm. um, was back in that day contemporary oh, yeah. <laughs> worship music because a lot of churches didn't allow any kind of of music yeah. and to allow music in a service was uh, you know a radical change in worship. Yeah, and a lot of people don't realize that contemporary worship is not the today's contemporary worship as far as you know with a band and playing non-hymn music it's a contemporary worship is just is just i mean at the at the core of it just new music right exactly in fact i'm sorry the, not contemporary worship but contemporary, contemporary music, music right it's just new music right it's it's so it's, at it's, some point all this music was new right regardless exactly. of how dated it, it is yeah we're going to see that today a little bit so when we get kind of uh uh turned around a, a lot of our our heartstrings are pulled by tradition and tradition's a good thing, but sometimes tradition can can prevent us from from uh, embracing something that God's doing, you know, in gifting a person to write songs. For instance, uh, Keith and Kristen Getty, um, they lead worship. I can't think of the name of the church, uh, but it's the church Alistair Begg is the uh, pastor of. And they are modern-day hymn writers, and mm-hmm. a lot of the songs we sing in the contemporary service, uh, they wrote them. Yeah. Uh, in Christ Alone is one that mm-hmm. comes to my mind. That's a that's a huge, successful worship song now, and it's a modern-day hymn. If we didn't allow modern hymns or modern songwriters to have influence in our church, we wouldn't have that beautiful song today. And it's sung, we sing it in both services. Yeah. I mean, it, we, we do it. Uh, in the choir, in the in a traditional service, um, so it's important, I think, that to, to understand God is still gifting people uh, musically to sing and to write music, and we need to uh, uh, embrace that. Now, we, there's going to be preferences, and and that's the reason there's different churches that. And I think I think over I would say ninety eight percent of the quote unquote church wars you were saying earlier. Yeah. Talking about earlier worship wars. That that is what it boils down to. Preference. It's preference. Right. Well first of all, let's let's go to the word and see what the Bible says about, you know, singing and uh 
And it speaks to it, New Testament, certainly in the old. And I, and this is another thing I love about Jason. And you take a take a minute or two while I'm reading this, and and if you can find some, that Old Testament passage that I've you like right to here. go to, have you already? Yeah, I right. got it right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's Psalm one fifty, yeah. and it says, "Praise the Lord, praise God in His sanctuary, praise Him in the mighty, he- praise Him in His mighty heavens." Praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. And then right here is where it, where where I really hammer on. Praise him with trumpet sound. Praise him with the lute and harp. Praise him with tambourine and dance. Praise him with strings and pipes. Praise him with sounding cymbals. Praise him with the loud clashing of cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. I love I love that psalm. And I love we 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 think, you know, music is a modern thing, but you see right there, all the way back to David's day, which would be three thousand years ago. I mean yeah. it, they, we're talking about a thousand BC when when David is writing the Psalms and this Psalm uh speaking to the fullness of music in yeah. the worship of God. And we're talking about yeah. singing. We're talking about all the musical instruments that are available. Some that, you know, uh, people will say, no, we can't do that. In yeah, church. It's funny because Psalm 149, right before it, yeah, it says, sing to the Lord a new song. Yeah. We're going to talk about this in a minute too. The, the, the word psalm means song. It is a, uh, a word from the, the Greek and, and Hebrew that means song. And let's just look at what the New Testament says. And that's, uh, we find this in Colossians chapter 3, verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts uh, to God. Well, we we find that uh, repeated. It also is, is in Ephesians chapter 5, where God's word says this, um, Ephesians chapter 5, let's begin with verse 15, because I like this. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. So we see the church coming together here, admonishing one another, encouraging one another, uh, exalting, building up the body of Christ by lifting up the name of Jesus and doing it with psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. Now, what do you think is the significance of three different references to songs there? You know, when I was in uh, Sneed, studied music, they told us in studied music there was there was psalms, 
and hymns and spiritual songs, and they defined those. I, I just thought it was a repetition using a different word. That we're we're talking about songs. This is an, an this is one word for songs. This is another word for songs. This is another word for songs. But there's a there's a different uh, focus on each one of those. Uh, but that's not to say there's not a lot of carryover between the three. Uh, I think one of the reasons that we see three different words used, three different. Uh, uh, descriptive words to help us to understand that uh, the Lord loves all music that is, you know, created, authored in such a way as it gives him glory. And uh, he is, he's a creator of music. And we could get into that when you go back to, to Genesis, but a Psalm, if you look that up is, is defined as a song of praise. Well, that could be about anything. But it's singing the Psalms. And, you know, there's a lot of, uh, and I tried to find one before I came down here, and I, I've, I've got some I'm going to mention, but there's a lot, and one may come to your mind, a lot of contemporary praise songs that just sing the Psalms. One yeah. of the Psalms is just, it's, it's, that's the song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm drawing a blank on that right now. You may, you may come up with that in a minute, but they're really modern contemporary music does a better job singing the psalm psalms than we do in the old uh uh hymn style traditional singing and the word hymn also is a greek word comes from the greek word hymnos which is a song of devotion mm-hmm. uh oftentimes confessional and what i mean by that is it's doctrinal in its uh in its statement it makes a plain doctrinal statement. This is one of the criticisms of modern contemporary music that that contemporary music is light on doctrine, and the old hymns powerfully teach the doctrine of the Bible. I, 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 there may be a truth to that 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 the contemporary music leans more toward this last uh, name for songs, and that's spiritual songs. But I've, there are many good uh, contemporary songs that are th- that really teach and reach people today with rock solid biblical doctrine you yeah. know yeah um but there are some that don't that right just yeah, go, i mean good. just to go that other route too yeah, this just, is coming from this is coming from a contemporary worship leader there right. are songs out there that i will not sing mm-hmm. because I've listened to them. I don't feel that they are doctrinally sound with the Bible. Right. And and, and that's where we got to be careful. That's the reason. And, and there's been that all along. I mean, when hymns are written, sometimes, uh, uh, did you know that there was a move against Amazing Grace? Really? <laughs> yeah, no, that, I didn't know that. that surprise you? <laughs> because Jesus is not mentioned in that. You know, it's uh, it doesn't have a... Uh, uh, a focus on on the Lord, so to speak. It does. Um, they don't believe in the implication, yeah, right? I okay. guess it's uh, so you 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 know it, people can strain in a net to swallow a camel. Uh, I think sometimes at these things, but I I agree one hundred percent with you. We need to be careful about the songs that we sing and the doctrines that they might carry with them and the teachings that they might carry with them, and and because the songs are important. Uh, we need to pray and ask the Lord, is this pleasing to you? Is this something right. that honors you? Is this something that, that you want us to use? Uh, 
So a song of praise, that's a psalm. A song of devotion, that's a hymn. It's confessional or doctrinal. A song from the heart is the the ode, okay? That's the Greek word for song. And pneumaticos is spiritual, or a spiritual song is a song from the heart directed toward God. And I remember uh, at first church I pastored, there was a young guy there. He loved to sing songs that, that were directed straight to God. And sometimes he would mm-hmm. take and word them a little different. So we were singing straight to God. He'd say, let's sing it right. this way. And and we would change that uh, the words so that we were singing. Instead of uh, about to God yeah, or about right. God, you were singing Like, I love God. you, Lord, and yeah. I lift my voice. Right. Worship you, O oh, my soul, rejoice. So you're singing straight to God, you know, and that... Uh, and we should we should direct every song toward God. It should be a, a a praise offering to Him. Well, let's let's dive into the hymn book just a little bit in these last few minutes we've got. And I want us to look um, at the hymn book has in it psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Well, contemporary music has psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Let's look. The first one I've got picked out here is, what's an example of a hymn? Well, what would you call a hymn? Um, 342, I'm using the Baptist hymnal. You could use a lot. 342 is the one I had picked out here. Augustus Toplady, uh, who was a great hymn writer, wrote many hymns. And maybe you recognize that name and you recognize the hymn he wrote. You know the hymn he wrote? No. You don't? Okay. I'll probably know the hymn once you start. Oh, yes, you will. There's that. Yeah. Rock of ages cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee. Uh, And then here we get into uh, the, the gospel and what the gospel is. Let the water and the blood from thy wounded side, which flowed, be of sin the double cure, save from wrath and make me pure. We're saved by the precious blood of Jesus, not the labors of my hands. See, we're not saved by works. We're saved by grace. And this mm-hmm. great old hymn mm-hmm. is teaching that. Not the labors of my hands can fulfill thy law's demands. These for sin could not atone. Thou must save. And thou alone in my hand. There's a contemporary. That's it. That exact same song in a contemporary setting. Right. I've I've sang it. Exactly. And and I love it when the contemporary uh, artists and writers, they write a song and they build it around an old hymn. Right. Where where you're singing that old hymn, Mm -hmm. maybe to a little different melody or a little different beat. But uh, and and then added to it. a song from the heart because of what this hymn is saying. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, amazing grace, my chains are gone, yeah. comes to my mind. It, that's mm-hmm. amazing grace. And then it talks about how we are set free, my chains right. are gone. But anyway, in my hand, no price I bring. You, there's nothing we can bring to God to earn his grace. Grace Absolutely is that. Not. It's grace. Yes. Simply to the cross I cling. You see the powerful doctrine there? While I draw this fleeting breath, when mine eyes shall close in death, when I rise to worlds unknown and behold thee on thy throne, rock of ages cleft for me, 
let me hide myself in thee. What a beautiful, what a beautiful old hymn. And if you'll notice too, a lot of times the hymns will not have a chorus. There and, and, and some people say that is the definition of a hymn. If the song's got a chorus, it's a song, it's not a hymn. A hymn doesn't have a chorus. I you'll find people that'll disagree with that and 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 some that'll agree with it. I I don't that's to me straining in a gnat swallow a camel. It's not there I think there's hymns that may have a chorus with them and I think, you know, there's gospel songs that teach a lot of doctrine. So there's a lot of overlap. And, and we don't need to get caught up in the definition. As I mentioned a minute ago, I think the definition, uh, I, I see the definition from Scripture of each of these songs is God is open to uh, a lot of different musical styles as long as it's Bible-based and directed toward him and it honors him, uh, you know, because we have saw that. Uh, again, we're running out of time here. Let, I want to get to another uh, Isaac Watts, one of the great hymn writers, you know, uh, there's a story in the Revolutionary War. He was uh, a big hymn writer prior to the Revolutionary War, and they had run out of wadding. Uh, when you're firing old muzzle-loading guns, you got to have wadding, and, yeah. and that's packing, basically, right. in the gun. And so they ran out of wadding, and they had to... Uh, uh, used some old hymn books out of the church for wadding, and and they said, they what they what they said was as they were wadding up those old hymns out of the hymn book and using it for wadding, yeah. fighting the British. They said, "Give them watts, boys. Give them watts." You know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he was a popular hymn writer, and a, a lot of folks again at this time. This was contemporary, and and he was. Um, uh, railed against because he was introducing um, music into church, and some thought that was not a good thing. Uh, I'm thankful uh, for music in church. I love, music seems to lift the spirit. It oh, seems absolutely. to lift the heart toward God. I I just, uh, it's it's beautiful. Well, what did Isaac Watts write? Hundreds of hymns, just like Toplady did. But he wrote this one, and listen to the doctrine in this, this hymn. It's at the cross. Mm -hmm. Alas, and did my Savior bleed, and did my Sovereign die? Would he devote that sacred head for sinners such as I? Now, I love to use this song as a uh, uh, teaching tool. And I also use it as a way of being a little bit critical of, uh, of those who uh, edit hymn books. Yeah, because they changed his words right there. Did you notice that? Do you notice what words they changed? It, are you thinking about it there at home? Are you thinking about it? Alas, and did my Savior bleed. That's right. Christ died for us. He bled for us. He shed his precious, perfect, innocent blood for us. Did my sovereign die? All, God came down and gave his son uh my sovereign, the one who created the world, that's Jesus, you know. Would he devote that sacred head, that sacred head that they placed a crown of thorns on for sinners such as I? Watts wrote, for such a worm as I. Oh, yeah. Oh, I boy, now that, 
That takes on, but they said, you know, that's pretty, uh, that's kind of pretty harsh language to call us worms. But when you study the scripture and what Isaiah says, my righteousness is as filthy rags before God. Filthy rag. And if you study what that filthy rag is, the dirtiest of rags, we're talking about, we'll just imagine what the dirtiest rags would be, and that's what we're talking about. And that's what the Bible's talking about. So such a worm as I is perfect. That's that's who we are. Uh, we, we are sinners, uh, worms before a holy God, because we have uh, rejected God. We've turned from God. We've truly uh, dishonored, disrespected him. But the, was it for crimes that I had done? He groaned upon the tree. Amazing pity, grace unknown, and love beyond degree. Here we find a hymn, a beautiful hymn with beautiful doctrine, a beautiful presentation of the gospel, powerful presentation of the gospel. And, of course, this particular version of the song has a, uh, a chorus. Sometimes choruses are added later, and I think this one was. Um, but uh, then we get to, well, what would be a song, a spiritual song, or what some would refer to as a gospel song. And and when I say this, you say, no, that's a hymn. <laughs> but it's not. Uh, as a matter of fact, this you talk about contemporary now. Um, we think this is that that's an old song. What a fellowship, what a joy divine, leaning on the everlasting arms. What a blessedness, what a peace is mine, leaning on the everlasting arms. You see, that song's different. It's, it's, it's singing about our devotion to Christ and how we can lean on him, how we get through life because of him. Uh, we're safe and secure because mm -hmm. of him. And that's an old song, okay? But mm -hmm. you're talking about the song I just read, written in the 1700s. And you know when this one was written? It's like 1800s. Yes, 1887, I believe, which would have been about 100 years later. Mm -hmm. And actually, this song uh, was written by A.J. Showalter in Hartsville, Alabama. And um, we're going to be getting into that a little bit in some of the great hymns that have come out of the sand mountain area. AJ Showalter actually had a publishing company at Sneed college. And this would be a gospel song. This is a song from the heart. This is a song that has a different part harmony in the chorus, which was new and contemporary back at the turn of the 20th century. Um, and there's a, a lot of other songs that we could look at, but I do want to mention some, some modern songs. Um, contemporary songs and i already mentioned in christ alone um chris tomlin is a a great modern worship leader and yeah. songwriter and he wrote how great is our god yeah how great is our god sing to me how great is our god that would be a spiritual song it would be a song from the heart that's singing praise to god for who he is and what he's done yeah. not necessarily um heavy on the doctrine, but doctrine's there, that he's our creator. He, and, he wrote a song called um, Forever. Mm -hmm. Forever God is faithful. Forever God is strong. Right. That comes straight out of Psalm, I think it's 118. Okay. You see there, he, and he is one of the ones that uses the Psalms yeah. and just and just will sing them, you yeah. know, and uh, and that's, that's one of the ones I was trying to think of earlier today because there's several 
As a matter of fact, when some people get critical that the uh, modern contemporary music repeats itself, they've never read the Psalms because the Psalms will repeat themselves over and over, over and over and over and over and over. And and it's just a repetition of praise to God. And there's nothing wrong with that, Uh, uh, you know. But, for instance, um, well, if I were to ask you, who would be your favorite uh, contemporary songwriter today? Who who would you say this is someone that I really uh, I lo- love where they write from and the songs they write? Is there a particular Phil Wickham? Phil Wickham, okay, out of a church in San Diego, California. Yeah, and he's solid. I mean, it's 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 biblical, doctrinal, mm-hmm. solid, and uh, City of Light. They mm-hmm. they actually have they they sing new hymns. They're they're hymn written, hymn based, just like we would see in the hymn book. Right. But they're just they just they're new hymns and they're yeah. to a contemporary. Well, between now and next week, pick out some of those songs and bring okay. those those uh, lyrics back to us. We'll talk about those next week because we're out of time today. Uh, we got so much to talk about, but we want to talk more about this this idea of worship and what true worship is and how singing facilitates that, and some of the history of, of some of the songs around here. So and You can uh, like all three. You can like all ways of music. It's it's a matter of coming together right. with the body of Christ with a reverent heart right. and just worshiping him. That's it, all it's about. And it's okay to have a favorite, but yeah. let's not be too Absolutely. critical of what other people like. Absolutely. As long as it's biblical and it's That's Christ-centered right. and it's, you know, it's, it's true. Amen. Uh, uh, it, it's true to the to the scriptures. Amen. So God bless you. Have a uh, happy fourth, a great week, and we'll see you uh, right here at ten thirty five next uh, next Monday on ninety three. We, lo- we love you.